welcome to the Big Kids Book Club. A podcast about all things fictional, from middle grade to young adult. So sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Hey, hey, hey. Recording Marcus here, just to let everyone know that this episode was recorded live at the NYA Literary Festival. So some of the audio might be a bit janky, the room we use might have been a bit big. So just to give you an idea that it's probably not the clean sort of supercut audio that we're used to. However, we had a fantastic time, me and Emma, as we basically met a bunch of amazing authors. We had a very amazing time, thanks to people there from UCLan Publishing. Big shout out to Hazel and the entire team there. Really appreciate what they did for us. So I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. It's going to be a fantastic ride. And let's get on with today's show. Welcome back to the show. I'm now joined at NYA Lit Fest by Gabrielle Houston. Welcome back to the show, really, because we had you on earlier this year. How are you doing? I'm great. It's lovely to see you in person. (laughs) Just a square on a screen anymore. But you're also here for both days because you're here as you were doing a sort of a panel earlier with your mm-hmm. agent, John Baker, yes. about the, the publishing journey. Yeah, and well, writing about diff- for different audiences, yeah. And then tomorrow, you're also talking as a middle grade author because of uh, The Windchild. Yes, uh, it'll be a panel on empathy and uh, kind of with, uh, in conjunction with uh, Empathy Lab. We're doing some great work on researching empathy, levels of empathy in children, and importance of empathy, and, and all that. So that, that might be very exciting. It is going to be. We're here for the entire weekend, and we're really excited. Have you found just the vibe, obviously being in person, since obviously these have uh, been published, really, you know, 2021 and 2022, this is the first time probably since these books have come out, The Second Bell and The Windchild, that you've been able to be in person talking about them? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't exactly the first time I went to the uh, Fantasy Con last September, but it's like the second time that I've had like a proper event in person, and it feels very different. It, so, yeah. <laughs> it feels very fresh, so it's exciting. Absolutely. And talking about fresh stuff, obviously we chatted earlier this year about The Wind Child, and I know you were you were looking forward to hopefully writing some more stuff. You know, is there anything else since then you can tell me? Okay, so I have uh, I have not cleared it with my publishers, but I have two uh, to sort of talk about. But I have two announcements coming up Ooh. shortly, and that is all I can say without annoying people. Watch this space, <laughs> is what I'm hearing. Yes. It's very soon. Oh. Yes, two announcements coming up, so that's exciting. Fantastic. Okay, and is, is that, again, is that going to be sort of middle grade and a little bit of like adult slash YA? Or is it, again, that you can't even divulge of that? It's, uh, yeah, on both sides of, um, I mean, both sides of adult and, and children's. Does it feel interesting? Because obviously we're here and it's been hosted by UCLan. UCLan did the Windchild, so it's almost like you're your home festival here, like here or your home publisher. Yeah, and it's so lovely to actually see my, you know, uh, my editor, to, you know, to actually meet her in person, because obviously I've uh, I've spoken to her a lot. She signed uh, uh, The Windchild, so it's, it, it, it's just been a really lovely experience to actually meet people and, and be able to chat with them in a more informal setting and well, fantastic. It's lovely to see you again. Obviously, we're going to keep this brief because we're just having quick chats with all our lovely authors here. It's so amazing to have you back. But 
lovely listeners might be hearing you for the first time. So where can we find out more about you and your books? Do you have some social media or websites? Um, I am on social media. I'm less on Twitter these days, but all my announcements are on there still. So it's more like an update account. So it's at Gabriella Houston. And I'm on uh, Instagram more as well, at Gabriella Houston 1. And of course, I have my website as well, GabriellaHouston.com. Fantastic. And lovely listeners, don't forget that you can go back and find Gabriella, our first proper full-length chat, episode 92, which feels like ages ago now, back in February. Where I was more awake for, yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a a long day. It's the afternoon. Coffees and uh, sugary sweets are being consumed just to keep us going. But Gabriella, thank you so much for coming back onto the show. Thank you for inviting me again. It's lovely. Welcome back to the show. Joining me here live in the recording booth here at the NYA Lit Fest, Kid Fest, day two. Uh, Jennifer Classon, welcome to the show. Hello, thank you so much for having me. This is so cool. Loving your new logo. This is amazing. It is cool. Nice <laughs> so little rebrand cool. we've got on right now. It's also awesome to bring on a new author mm. to the show. Obviously, debuting this year with the October Witches. Coming out in September, ironically. Yeah, coming out in September, just to get everyone truly hyped for the magical month that is October. October, all yeah. the witchy vibes. you want to tell us a little bit about it? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I need to work on my pitch. <laughs> the other day, someone asked me about my book, and I was like, it's a book. Um, but there's more to it than that. So... It's the story of Clemmie and her family, the Merlins, they're a coven, um, and they are witches who receive their magic for the month of October alone. Their magic comes down from the stars and they have this magical month. And Clemmie is going to have her first October. Might, she might be having her first October at the beginning of the book. And um, so they have to wait and see if the stars are going to descend on her. And then it's about that magical month and they, their nemesis coven, the Morgans, and whether they are, the big question, are they going to be able to keep their magic for more than the month of October? So it's a feminist retelling of Merlin, basically. We've got all women Merlins. Uh, there are, unfortunately, no boys in the, in the whole book. No one. Uh, there was one, but he didn't make it through edits. <laughs> didn't so it make is, the cut. No, it is truly sisterhood. Um, to the maximum extreme, it's got uh, lots of really eccentric old aunties, because witch aunties are the best kind of aunties, and I know that I've got some witchy aunties as well. <laughs> and um, yeah, to these two covens at war and their history. And so I'm really excited. I'm very nervous to be a debut author, but I'm very excited. You're, you're debuting with UCLan, and they are an absolutely amazing publishing oh, house. Powerhouse. A, a, an indie powerhouse. They're so cool. How's it been sort of working with like Hayes on the team? So nice. So nice. Um, every step of the process is a surprise to me. I should say, at, at every single step, I'm like, wait, we're doing what? We're doing what now? I'm sorry. I know nothing about the publishing industry. And so the fact that there's even like a proof... And it's cool, and it's like, I'm a bit like, whoa! Um, but Hazel is the loveliest. Um, I felt so listened to, like they've consulted me on every step of the process. We looked like making the cover together, That's like with cool. the designer, the illustrator, with Hazel, everyone like weighing in has been so magical. It, I felt very, hashtag blessed. Like it's been very, it's been very, very cool. Um, so I'm really excited to see where the book will go next, but it's already been like a lovely journey. So yeah, really cool. Big up Hazel. We love you, Hazel. Absolutely. They've been so nice <laughs> to us here this weekend. And we are very much looking forward to now getting you back on the show to talk more about the October Witches. It's slightly close to the release date, but you guys can check it out 
now. Uh, go onto the UCAN website and also potentially they can find out more about it, some of your social media and website maybe? Yes, I'm Jennifer Clarkson, author, mostly on TikTok, um, where I make very cringe videos <laughs> for my own enjoyment. <laughs> because that's what I thought I should do. <laughs> um, so yeah, you can find me on social media, Jennifer Clarkson, and yeah, the book is available for pre-order. <laughs> and I hear those are important. They are important. Yeah, so you don't get the book, but when it, as soon as it as soon as it's out, it will come to your door, and that's very exciting. So. That is. So there you go, lovely listeners. You can check that out. The pre-order with UCLan right now. Thank you so much. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to another episode of the Big Kids Book Club. My name is Marcus and I am here live in NYA Litfest with author of the brand new Rebel Skies. It's Anse Lim. Welcome to the show. Hi, it's good to be here. It's a fantastic uh, busy day, of course, being here at NYA Litfest. Just watching on a panel, lots of fun, been signing books in real life. How's it been? How's it feel? It's been a bit surreal. It's my first time doing something live. So it's been... A bit of an experience seeing people again. Absolutely. And when you were sort of writing this book, did you ever feel like it would get to this stage that it would be in people's hands, people would be reading it and enjoying Carrara's story? That was certainly the dream, but I didn't think that it would actually go this far. I could never imagine my wildest dreams that would actually come to this. All right, let's talk wildest dreams because the world in Rebel Skies is pretty wild. Floating skyships set in the backdrop of a sort of Meiji era Japan, uh, along with sky pirates and origami magic. Tell me a little bit about the inspiration for the story. So the very first thing I wanted to do was I wanted the origami magic to be in there somewhere. And Asian mysticism and Asian culture has um, lots of tales about paper as something that you can use for sealing away demons, for bringing in good luck, for fighting evil spirits. And that's something that not a lot of people know about, and that's something that I wanted to bring to the forefront when I was writing this book. And that slowly translated to origami as a power that people could use. Absolutely, and the sort of it's a blend of sort of magic and sort of like say mysticism, because a lot of the the power behind the paper magic is lies within the shikigami, which are these paper monsters, paper creatures that these I guess the sort of these crafters they're known as, which is the sort of like, almost like origami benders from sort of uh, uh, Avatar. They have that power and they can bond to certain of, certain of these people with these abilities. Now, were there certain influences, like I mentioned there, about Avatar? Did you have any like external favourite series or books that you read that sort of also helped to sort of just add a bit more sort of reality to the world? Yeah, Avatar The Last Airbender is a good one because uh, the, the powers that the crafters have, you can... Pr- you could probably liken it to paper bending if there was such a thing in Avatar, because they have such mastery over paper, and they can use it to create such amazing things. In terms of inspiration, one of the big things that I like to quote is uh, Twelve Kingdoms by Fuyumi Ono, and that is a masterclass of world building, but it's world building based on Buddhist principles, and it is fascinating to read. So I highly recommend it. Fantastic. And obviously, a great YA novel needs an amazing YA protagonist. And we have Carrara, 
who sort of leads the story. Now, we, we were talking, at the, you were in an amazing panel earlier, we were talking about like what comes first, sort of chicken egg style, like is the world, is the characters. A little bit of both, you were saying it's a sort of blend of all of them. When do you know, like, when did Carrara really sort of flesh out in your mind? Well, Carrara was so always there as a, a sort of a, an idea um, as I was fleshing out this world. Uh, she went through a lot of iterations. Um, so the very first time I put Rebel Skies paper, she was an adult and she was not, she was doing something far different from the waitstaff job that she has at the very beginning of the, the book. And it was through the refining of the world that Carrara also became refined into this young woman who is eager to learn about the world beyond her floating cage, but is also very, very naive and needs to learn that the world is quite a harsh place, especially for people like her. Indeed. And the world, of course, it really has a sort of diaspora because it's based on really the the groundlings and those who live in these beautiful sky cities. Obviously, Grara begins on the Midori with, you know, being a servant and then sees so many different of these beautiful sort of landscapes and these floating cities. Where did the, the floating cities idea is fantastic because that gives us the idea to have like the Sorobito and the people, the sky people and the differences. You almost be able to sort of address more sort of modern day sort of differences in cultural aspects by just blending this fantasy uh, mechanism to it. Was that always part of the original thing to have these beautiful cities in the sky? Because obviously you have that major era Japan also is sort of a historical twist to it. So, was it always floating sky cities, or did that just sort of spin out the mind one day? Yeah, I think it was always floating sky cities. I think uh, because Meiji era Japan fascinates me so much, um, and it's such a, for those who don't know, I always liken it to the Industrial Revolution uh, in England. So it's such a shift in terms of technology and in terms of societal values, and when that era kind of meshed with the fantasy aspect of it um it's the sky cities kind of span out of that as sort of technology taken up to 11 and indeed this this book is 11 out of 10 i have to say it was a beautiful read fantastic also especially i i listened to a lot of audiobooks the audiobook was beautifully also like uh vocalized with the voice actress and so uh, for you guys listening right now, we have Rebel Skies out now from Walker Books. Absolutely fantastic read. I think it's going to be a summer hit, especially within uh, the YA community. Uh, really looking forward to reading more about this, which leads me to my next question, which is, are we going to get more? Because the ending kind of could possibly lead to Rebel Skies 2. Like, what's in the pipeline for you, Anne? Yes, there is going to be more. So it's going to be a trilogy, and I'm working on the second book. Uh, in which you'll find out more about the Shikigami, uh, more about Karara's past, and more about her relationship with Haru and the things that he's been keeping from her. Things that she might not want to find out once she knows the truth. Ah, so more thrills, more spills are in Karara's future, and in our future that we get to read at some point. Do we have an, uh, an expected date? Could we see like 2023, or is it just at some point in the future? Should be coming out 2023. Fantastic. That's super exciting to hear. Well, 
I'm really happy to hear that, and it's been so fantastic to meet you. I'm really excited. And I'm really excited for this next section, because it's the competition time. Yes, lovely listeners, for you guys who are regulars to the show, you know, we always do a competition uh, with our books, and this week is no different. Just because we're live doesn't mean we're not going to do a competition for you guys. This time, we are obviously giving one of you lovely listeners a chance of winning a copy of this fantastic book, Rebel Skies. If you want to get your hands on it, you're going to have to head over to our Twitter. That's at Big Kids Book Club. That's all one long, lovely word. There, you're going to go use our hashtag RebelComp and retweet and like the competition post with our quizzy question. We always do quizzy questions. I have prepped you answer. It's not such a, a blind side as I do with many of the authors. But the quiz question for you guys at home is basically... Uh, obviously, Shikogami, we mentioned the fact that they can bond with these crafters, these sort of origami uh, paper benders. And, you, you know, it got me thinking, like, if you could like, have any Shikigami sort of bonded to you, I know there's the fox in, in that is on the, um, on the Orihime. Like, what, uh, what sort of animal would you bond with? What origami animal would you bond with? And I'm going to go to you first. I think it's got to be something that's big enough for me to ride. I want something that I can go to the shops in and that will carry my bags so I will say probably a tiger. It's That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I was going to say, when you say rider, I was like, oh, you're going to go as big as maybe possibly a dragon. There's a small hint hint to anyone who's actually read it so far. Uh, I like that. And I always bounce it back to myself. Uh, I think I would love to have like a, a an origami cat familiar who just sort of just something snide talking, uh, just like just quips in the background, like typical cat. But they're just some of our ideas. What do you think, lovely listeners? Get on to our Twitter, at Big Kids Book Club, with the hashtag RebelComp, and you could be in a chance of winning a copy of this fantastic book. Uh, how's that sound now? Brilliant. Looking forward to seeing all of those uh, entries. I cannot wait. And it's just been absolutely a pleasure to meet you for in person as well. But our first proper, like, in person, not on a screen on Zoom. So thank you so much. I hope you've enjoyed it. Thank you so much for having me. That's not a problem. But I'm not going to completely let you go away just now. I just do want to let our lovely listeners know how they can find out more about you and your books. Is there some sort of social media or a website they can go to? Uh, yes, I am on Twitter as AnnSaylin1. That's uh, the number one. Don't ask me why they made me have the number one, because there's no other AnnSaylin. But they told me I needed a one. And I'm also on Instagram as AnnSaylin1 again. Fan. Fantastic. And to you lovely listeners, we hope you had a really good time. It's been an amazing blast here at NYA Lit Festival. Don't forget, you're going to go over to our Twitter, at Big Kids Book Club, to obviously enter this amazing competition. Why would you not? But also you can find out more about our content. We've got our books, our reviews, our previews, and a whole host of content at bigkidsbookclub.co.uk, including our brand new bookshop that we've got up and running, where you can help support the channel, as well as independent book uh, shops with going online there it's all part of just trying to make a bigger better product for you guys you can even go and get yourself a copy of rebel skies on that just saying but that's all the time we have for so until next time all i have to say is for you to take care to stay safe but most importantly to keep 